0: Welcome back to Top 5 Disco. I'm Josh. And I'm Adam. And we are back with our special 2018 retrospective series. Last week we ranked and discussed each of our top five favorite concerts of the year. This week we're going to be ranking our top five favorite songs of 2018. Here we go. Okay, so now that we've talked about our favorite concerts of the year 2018, let's talk about our favorite songs of 2018. And these, the one caveat is that these are going to be our favorite songs of the year that are not on our favorite albums of the year. Idea being, we can talk about more music, more artists, and maybe these songs we loved and they stood out to us, but the albums surrounding them weren't weren't as
1: much, or weren't as good, but we still want to talk about these songs because we absolutely love them. Right. And these are ones that we have shared with each other, not in order. We right. have shared- So the
0: surprise for us, because uh, for those who've listened to our podcast before, we usually don't know each other's- Ranked five at all. This one we, we sent them to each other out of order um, earlier just so we could listen to each other's lists and, and have stuff to talk about. But uh, we don't know what order, what number five is, what number one is. But uh,
1: why don't you start? Sure. Number five. So my number five song from uh, 2018 was Honeybee by Unknown Mortal Orchestra off their album Sex and Food. Okay. My number five is Make Me Feel by Janelle Monet from Dirty Computer. Very nice. My number four is Four Out of Five by Arctic Monkeys from the album Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino. Nice. My number four is Time and Joy by Field Music from Open Here. My number three is Here to Tell by Johanna Warren from her album Gemini 2. And my number three is Short
0: Court Style by Natalie Press from the album The Future and the Past.
1: Awesome. My number two is the song Sure by Hatchie wow. f- from her EP Sugar and Spice. My number two favorite song is Sin Triangle by Sidney Gish from the album No Dogs Allowed. And uh, my number one song uh, from an album that did not make my top five album list, but is wow, great song, If You Really Love Nothing mm. by Interpol That's from awesome. their album Marauder. And my number one song of the year
0: is actually four out of five by Arctic Monkeys, also wow. from *Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino*. So that's our one common song. Awesome, yeah. All right, before we go in depth about our top five favorite songs, I just want to talk about if we maybe we had a little a few honorable mentions. A uh, few, yeah. What do you got? I have *High Horse* by Casey wow. Musgraves from that...
1: an album that I haven't even really listened to. It's a great album, and that is so funny to me. I you don't just know why. don't know. I, just... I mean, honestly, I guess I have trouble. Always pinpointing, you know, what songs That's you're just gonna like. That's the kind and of pop music I never associate with well, you. Well, I consider her this generation's Shania Twain, <laughs> okay. and, and Shania Twain is someone who, like, her greatest hits, like "Dad," would put on the car and whatnot. Okay. So, like, I got into some of those and whatnot. But there's there's a very similar Damn. sound. I feel like a woman. You go, girl. Exactly. Um, but there's something in terms of. It's like modern day pop production, almost over, kind of a countryish, like a. And that's folky. actually the whole album. It's it's yeah it's this beautiful well,
0: that's song, singer songwriter, folky country album, but with all these electronic uh, flourishes and beats and stuff. It's there's cool.
1: something about this song. My friend Eric and, and bandmate, he showed me this song. He's like, I think you're gonna like it. It's pretty poppy, but I think you're gonna like it. Yeah. And he was so right. I there's something you should about the it. album because it's by far one of my least favorites on the album. Really? Yeah. Oh wow! It's a good album. Do you like? But so you're not a fan of the song that much? Yeah, no? it's okay. Okay, fair enough. Never been a so. Lot, lot of different parts to it, and they're all kind of sexy, slinky. Yeah, and... it is. Good. I like the bass. Well, it didn't make my list. So. <laughs> What else? Uh, I also had "The Mother" by Brandy Carlyle. I couldn't. I couldn't. uh, I have "Party of One" on mine. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So we obviously talked about that in in the last podcast, but that's an incredible, incredible song. And then there are two songs that I have, and these are the only other two runners up. Two of them from the Boy Genius EP. Oh uh bite the hand which is the first song in the ep and salt in the wound which is the second to last song both of them again i don't exactly know there are six songs on the ep there are three of the members in the super group i don't really know if the ones who always like start off the song are the ones who actually wrote that one and if they all had like two mm-hmm. two and two kind of th- like the case laying veers album yes exactly yeah. um But these, I think it is. I think it was done that way. Uh, I might be wrong. But let's just say that is true. These are the two Lucy Dacus songs, and I didn't know Lucy Dacus at all. um, Paste Magazine just listed her album as album of the year. Wow. That's uh, my friend Ellie's uh, top album of the year as well, which I gave uh, like one listen to. There's one song that sort of stood out, but I had a lot of other sort of listening I had to do. I couldn't couldn't give it the time it it probably deserves, but those two songs are great. She's got a a beautiful voice. I I know you've said that you you saw her live at least once and were very unimpressed. I was
0: very underwhelmed. I think, and we might be talking about this later in the podcast, that genre of just sort of mid-tempo singer-songwriter rock... When it's played with just sort of I don't know, the laissez faire attitude, it's yeah. just very hard to me, hard for me to get into live. Live. I'm just so bored. So sure. that doesn't that doesn't always translate to the record where it could be more interesting and more exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Lucy Dacus was someone who didn't impress me live, but everybody seems to love her and love her
1: music. So I should check out the album yeah definitely um but she just has an incredible voice um and these both of these songs to me are like i mean there's a julian baker song on this album you should definitely listen to this or this yeah, ep because sure. i like, actually you like I julian. listen to
0: bite bite the hand or bite the yeah. dog or something okay. me B- and my dog hand. and bite the hand okay
1: too. Yeah. um yeah but there's something about she's always on like the big sort of climax moments of the song and it's just and especially when i saw this live it was so it was great what about you? So, only other f- a few other ones. I already
0: said "Party of One" by Brandy Carlisle. I don't know if this album slipped you by. I'm assuming it did. That did you know Laura Marling put out a no? Well, it was sort of a, a project, uh, side project called Lump. It's her <laughs> and this other guy. The opening song to this album is called "Late to the Flight." Yeah, is unbelievable you will love it you will absolutely because it's laura wow. Marling, but it's spacey and atmospheric and that's built. so cool oh my god you're gonna love this song can't wait for you to hear it yeah and then two big snubs for me nico case put out an album this year and yeah i, listened I was expecting to winnie so to be on it. many songs on that album gumball blue and winnie are both yeah. runners up and honestly i could put halls of sarah or really? Maritime, pitcher honey i there are so many great songs in that album it was clearly, it's also, I'll, I'm already uh, getting ahead of myself, it's a snub for my top five albums, because because again, the top five albums for me is, is the albums I listen to the most, and I listen to this album a shit ton. Yeah. It's just not totally consistent, I know no. you have your problems with mm-hmm. it, but my God, this woman, her songwriting is amazing. Gumball, Blue, and Winnie are such strange songwriting techniques. There's like one chorus for both of these, they're at the end, mm-hmm. the song builds and ebbs and flows, it's, it's just really great similarly first aid kit put out an album this year and the first three songs on their album ruins it's it's like a masterpiece hmm. rebel heart it's a shame and fireworks are three of the best songs i've heard this year wow and the, the rest of the album is great is so great but like those three songs are like holy shit why do so, i do oh that harmony yeah so good so so yeah those would be my
1: uh, uh, honorable mentions awesome <laughs> So let's start with my number five song, Honey Bee, by Unknown Mortal Orchestra. You don't want to do it this way but i'm going to ask you before i get into my thoughts on the song what are your thoughts from listening once or twice or however many times you listen to it so
0: yeah you actually put this song on a mix earlier in the year and it was definitely a highlight like it's weird and sexy and funky and i really like the squeaking and squelching guitars and bass and keys it's just great it's the bass is wonderful and bouncy it's super catchy i like the sort of hushed vocals it's great. I don't have much else to say besides that. No, no, no. But it is a fun I, listen. I probably I love, have the exact the same thing to say about one of the songs that you okay. have
1: on your list. The production is so crisp and, and squeaky clean. I love it. Yeah, there's something about this. I call it Daft Punk on Xanax. <laughs> <laughs> Do you hear that? No. Really? Yeah. <laughs> In terms of like, uh, what was it? Future Love sex sounds that's justin timberlake my friend. <laughs> what am i thinking of random access memories <laughs> where did i get that I don't from know. anyway yes um in terms of like the instrumentation on that record it feels like that here hmm. but again i don't know the lead singer's name uh but i love his vocals on this everything about it it's very it seems like a unique really special song because it's like very hu- you were you used the word hush and i'm so with you it's very like hushed dance music well yeah because the vocals <inaudible> yeah, it's just very... I, I could barely vocalize it because so hushed. yeah. Um, yeah, again, I also don't have like too many things about this song. I love sort of... I mean, the chorus is honeybee, honeybee. Uh, there's no such thing... A sweet or a sting there's something about like there is no real such thing as like someone who can be i both briefly salty and sweet oh, almost but this the song itself feels to me again maybe i haven't listened to enough dan- dance music but it's this idea of like dance is not it's not harsh but it's much more like peppy and lively and like a lot of it is sharp bait, or something base, actually yeah okay and me. and this is like his own soft take on it so it almost combines those two i don't know i think the music really mm. matches sort of what he's saying i don't know if you knew this i read that this he wrote for his daughter it's about his daughter or oh, something. so it's like his sweet honeybee that's awesome i so, love that yeah. you did more research on it than i did <laughs> like, um but the contrast between the verses and the chorus the verses are like always changing like his melody is whatever and then the chorus is just very straight ahead Honey bee, bee. it's just i always i mean contrast honestly like makes music great mm. um yeah, it's a simple and effective melody. I love the, the shaker and the bells and the string stabs that are in the chorus. Uh yeah, it's quirky, it's different. I like it, string stabs. <laughs> <it> just those. <laughs> yeah. I know what you mean. <laughs> um great distorted guitar solo at the end, which contrasts the entire hushed sort of vibe that we were talking mm. about before. I don't know. I mean, this was number five, again, as as I said earlier, you know, in this in this podcast series of uh 2018 retrospective i don't listen to a lot of music that came out this year so i wish i had a larger bank to choose from but uh yeah the song always stuck out to me yeah, as, as something pick. special it's a great it's a great listen i liked it when you showed me earlier in the year so i like
0: it now too cool my number five pick is make me feel by janelle Monet. you know I love is
1: So please don't stop it Can you say Prince?
0: Yes, yes, I can. It's almost a Prince ripoff. It, it, it yeah. is so Prince, and it's so much like the song "Kiss." Yeah, what gives me what lets me sleep at night is that Prince worked on this album with her before he died.
1: Oh, oh really? Yes, what, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, even if not, I was like, maybe this is her tribute to him. And like, yeah. fair enough. I'm it not going to so give her a lot. It's of... undeniable. Um, yeah. Oh my God, This talk
0: about dance music. This is the sexiest song of the year, and this is the sexiest video of the year. If you have not seen this music video, get yourself a cold shower and a cigarette ready because it is fucking steamy. Um, Yeah, clearly indebted to Prince. Um, The swelling, thumping bass synth, the mouth click percussion, the groove is just insatiable. I just love this song. I think I'm gonna be in the minority Um, I don't love the album that this is from, Dirty Computer. I know a lot of people Mm -hmm. are loving this thing. But for me, you know what's funny? Do you remember? We saw Janelle Monae. Oh, I remember. In 2009 or 2008. At Toad's Place. At Toad's Place, opening up for Of Montreal. And for us, she was a new discovery. And she was incredible. She was amazing. And I, She's actually one of my most seen artists. I've seen her like five times, six times. Really? Or yeah. You, you saw Over her in the, Rochester, right? Yeah, I saw her a lot of places. And mostly it was touring the first album, Arc Android, which to is me a masterpiece. is a genre defying blending sci fi. Concept album masterpiece, like no question. The album after that is very good, nowhere near it. And oh, this, she had a, she had another one. Yeah, this is her third oh, album. I thought this was and her second. And it's just very spotty for me. But she put out two of the best singles of the year: this and Django Jane, which I don't, okay. I, I asked you to listen to. It's a, it's like a hip hop song. I didn't. It's a, she raps and it's incredible. It's super <laughs> fiery. But anyway, this song it's actually very sparse for a dance song. Yeah. There's not much going on, yeah. but it just explodes with these like Technicolor splashes of guitar and synth. It's like, how do you not dance to this song? I actually was in the car with dad uh, and I put this on and he couldn't stop dancing. Oh, I'm sure. And he asked me to play it again <laughs> and again. Classic. And that's how you know you've got him. So he, <laughs> not that that means anything. But this song, I mean, it's amazing. Actually confirmed by the video too, it's her opening up her about her bisexuality or pansexuality. And it's just, it's just so fun. Oh,
1: sexual bender. Yeah, got it. I thought I thought she meant she's on a sexual bender.
0: Well, I think it's more. <laughs> I mean, what, what, what's the lyric? Uh, the way you make me feel. I,
1: I don't know. When you watch <laughs> the video, you understand it. Yeah. But it's just it's just such a good song. I love this song so much. Fair enough. Check it out. I think I think you have to really love this type of dance music. That to me says you do not love this. Type I d- of dance. I don't I d- I don't I don't oh, love it. I I like those. Me little bit of tender yeah, those kind yeah, of yeah. like kind of chromatic like, nah. you know what's funny is that of cool.
0: all of these 5 songs are like super gro- that i picked are super groovy super yeah. dancey songs yeah. i don't know what that says about me is that maybe i don't like that as much as an album listen but god in in short bursts maybe. i fucking love
1: groovy songs yeah. so yeah check this one out so my number 3 song is here to tell by johanna warren I didn't know till it was too- is an enchantress she is a witch in the most lovable sense of the word she is incredible i love johanna warren's music so much uh clearly so uh obviously i've made it known uh because this song is on my list this album is not on my list but this album was number six Mm out of uh 13 in general it was it was fighting and it's still honestly i'm still kind of unsure yeah. of how of how i um it's a great album yeah for, for of what i put as number five compared to this one but she is just so special and this song to me is the highlight from that album um it is prime johanna it's so unique so special uh, she gets that like triplet feel Oof. with you know very subdued percussion. It's so
0: lush. It's kind lush, of
1: spooky. Because she, she always puts in like woodwinds and f- yeah. flutes, which makes it feel sort also of enchanted. You always feel like you are in enchanted so wood. Yes, it's like I it's very feel absolutely yes. <laughs> the same.
0: Along uh, with Joanna Newsom newsome johanna warren makes me feel similarly in that sort of i am transported yeah. to this other world when i listen to her music
1: yeah and her vocals are so beautiful yes and the effect you know she gets it the double track i love and, that but then she takes away the double so it's just her It makes it really special i love her melody it's three in the morning don't you think you could wait another day i love when the piano riff comes in right there yes and then, and the, then the piano backwards at the end yeah oh my god yeah the flute the Ooh, ooh, and then she sings the oohs right. and it's just like everything, it's everything is kind of rhythmic and circular and warm yeah. I'm just like in the i'm trapped in
0: a music box listening to this song it yeah is... i mean
1: I, I will talk about it more in depth um when when we talk about uh the top five albums but i think one of the reasons it didn't make my top five albums was that it just something her, her last album was incredible gemini one Gemini was, One. Yeah. and her second her album before that new moon was also to me just incredible it, it also had a couple songs that maybe i don't really like go yeah. to that much but there was something about this where i don't know if it's the songwriting i don't know what it was maybe i was just expecting too much and that's always mm-hmm. you know a bad idea um but it just it didn't hold a candle to that last album but this song sounded like it belonged mm. on gemini one Um, so much. It's, it's, it's beautiful. It's, it's creepy in the best way. I, I listened to it walking in Central Park in the fall and that's like fall is, is prime Johanna time. Fall and winter to me. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And, and just, you have to be near trees. I mean, you just have to, it's, it's very, uh, and very cool, different bridge. I love that in this song. And uh, it's just uh, whatever. I don't have to pick it apart anymore. Beautiful It's hypnotic. Song. Is it is really the word very hypnotic. But that's, uh, that's what I mean by it. she's an enchantress. She's, she's just really kind is. of, she's literally like woo, wooing you into, <laughs> I don't know, something beautiful. Beauty.
0: Okay, my number four pick is the song Time and Joy by Field Music. Couldn't
1: sleep last night.
0: so i actually mentioned field music earlier in the podcast when i was talking about these sort of weirdo art pop bands from england so this is a british band from sunderland this is actually from their seventh album they're very prolific wow and i don't know i only know their last few so i don't know everything but oh my god this song when i first heard it it blew my mind the song is pretty crazy yeah. it's like there's like a minute and a half of build-up and then when you get through it, I mean it's beautiful, so you're not getting through anything, but the beat it explodes. It is just so joyous and colorful and groovy and like oh my god,
1: it's almost psychedelic. How the, the interplay between oh the man. bass, the percussion, and the woodwinds is so crazy. It's it, it's an amazing drop. It's every yeah, drop is a good word. I mean everything. It's almost like this eastern sounding guitar. The bass is funky. Yeah.
0: It's like the little Bubble popping sounds mm-hmm. and yeah, the woodwinds or the
1: strings—it sounds oh, very man. '80s callback, does do you, it Do you not? Hear I that? hear more '60s, like psychedelic Beatlesy uh-huh. stuff. See, I when I was sort of taking notes on the song, I wrote down like sounds kind of David Byrne or David oh, Bowie. Do you hear that? De- definitely. Is it just the vocal effect though?
0: He, I think that's, he, he that's,
1: sounds like David Byrne okay, sometimes. Okay, so I so. think maybe that's what it is, Lessons, maybe that's. But but they do but also part talking of Talking
0: Heads do have that groovy sort of post punky. Yeah, I mean for sure. As soon, I
1: think maybe it's mainly his voice because as soon as mm-hmm. like the the actual meat of the song comes in, it's very high production quality. It's oh yeah, it's so crisp. Very cool. A
0: little story: I was literally at Target the other day, listening to this song and dancing through the toy aisles looking for a gift <laughs> for someone, and a guy sort of like pointed at me and started talking, and I took out my earplug and he's like. What are you listening to? You look like you were having the time of your life.
1: That's amazing. That's what he said. And I was listening. I mean, and it is. time
0: and joy. There you go. Time and joy. And <laughs> it is so joyful. I mean, this song is almost, it's like six and a half minutes long. And for me, not a second is wasted. I never get bored of it because there's no. actually multiple bridges. There's yeah, a lot of Yeah, there's like a great... weird
1: like instrumental kind oh, of bridge, think, which yeah, reminds me it. of Pet Sounds. I don't know how much you've ever gotten into Pet Sounds I need as, to get more into Pet as sounds. an album, but it's that sort of like random, almost or- orchestral like Musical interlude, and then it goes back. And this band is—I so, mean, the whole album is great, and it's definitely on a longer list of mine. But oh man, what a cool, cool song! Check this one out. So my number two song of the year—that uh, actually it was from an EP—so I couldn't even say that it would be an album that would have made my top five. But it's the song "Sure" by Hachi. So this is a song uh, that I was introduced to As I was lying in a beach chair on the beach uh, With a bunch of my friends And my friend and bandmate, Eric uh, Was like, I think you're going to really like this song It's kind of poppy, but it's very much Up Your Alley And he showed me, Sure, by Hatchie and he was right because i was hooked right there like from first listen which does not happen a lot for me and i think a great deal of why i love the song is the production it is so lush and spacious and lush, beautiful yeah it's the perfect yeah. world um it just makes me feel so good i really it's like its own drug and like the song itself doesn't go many places but i'm totally okay with it I, I, like i don't care it is it is kind of poppy it's it's honestly it's poppy from like early 2000s female pop rock well it's rock, also like, poppy
0: from its abab i mean it's yeah. Not very yeah it's
1: it feels like very natalie Imbruglia. do you hear that no i don't know her at all <laughs> <laughs> you know the song wrong impression right no yeah was listen to some Imbruglia yes, later. um yeah again the chords actually never change uh but i'm fine with that again there's something i'm, I'm like in a trance when i listen to the song it's my number two i've listed all that these other actually ones surprising to when, me. You, when i said that you i don't know if you said something or you it's gave because, me a look like
0: this like i said the production is beautiful and it's a good chorus melody it's very forgettable to me
1: oh yeah i can i really i can see why you'd think that i maybe i just know the song so well that like i haven't forgotten yeah. it so like like it's I, a joy to listen to i'm not But it's not. It doesn't hook me necessarily. There's uh, there's a harmony on almost every part Mm. of her vocal, which is really nice. The melody is very simple, but I love the uh, you know in the pre-chorus the. You say you want it to be over, but is it ever really over? I've been trying, but I can't give it up. And then the chorus, uh, I'm not sure about it yet, but I'm sure you can change my mind. Have you listened to any of their songs in the EP? No, or I you haven't, haven't listened. <laughs> I, I really haven't. I've just gone to this one. and I,
0: You're right, I should. I,
1: she only has an EP out, right? Yeah. She's Australian or something? Is she? I think so. Maybe. Yeah. I love her voice. Again, I mean, w- we're probably going to talk about later in the podcast. I mean, you even mentioned when we were talking about Lucy Deke something about this just I mean, I don't exactly know how you described it, but I think it's it's all these female slacker sort of rock. Yeah, but it's also it's ma- very mid-tempo I, slow. I'm not going to put, you know, words in your mouth, but I think there's also there are these voices that maybe don't really translate well mm. to you that are just kind of these very hushed female soft singer-songwriter voices. I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but... We'll talk about it. So I don't know if that's the same thing here. To me, it's just like, her voice is just so sexy and soft. And and yeah, again, we were talking about the production. It's just so shimmery. Her, the guitars, reverb, all over the place. Tambo, even just these very like simple drum fills. It's a very... It's a simple song. It is. And so... But honestly, fuck complexity. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> and nice I to know, hear you say that. For, I know. For me, like I usually want it to be very cool and interesting and this it's to me between is this like and
0: high horse it's good that eric's getting you into some
1: uh, yeah exactly right yeah eric did the same thing for high horse um yeah but i don't know he seems he seems to know the pop that i will like mm. uh but yeah so check this out okay
0: my number three pick uh for songs of the year would be short court style by natalie press <laughs> So Natalie Prass is from Richmond, Virginia. This is from her second album. Her first album was unbelievable. I loved it. Oh my god! What number album was that on your list? Oh, I can't remember. That was twenty fifteen.
1: <laughs> there's so many female names that like swim around in my head of people that you've like tried to get me into, like Margaret Gl- Glasser um and, and Natalie Prass is another one. And there's probably even another one. So like I yeah. could get them all mixed up. But if you don't, well, I'll ask. What do you like? What do you think about this song? I liked it. I almost feel Ugh, very sim- no, I feel similar to like Honeybee, the way you felt. Okay. To Honeybee. I'm like, it's very sexy, smooth, very groovy. I like it. I was surprised that this was maybe so high for you. Oh my god. Except for the fact that I I mean, again, I know you and I know that you love groovy, sexy and like the, it's good melodies to too. Me, it's yeah, just I, I think it's just very, a perfect pop song. Like, like it is. I mean it is
0: so smooth and buttery. What about sure though? I mean, that's a perfect uh, pop song. No. Sexy and <laughs> dancey and funky. It's almost disco. The instrumentation is so tight and I perfect. Love the guitar and bass. The guitar and bass combo together. Oh my god. The, Very the, cool. They are hitting a ton of notes too in these dun, riffs. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, it's so cool. And the snare, something about the sound of it, everything is so tight and economical. Mm. The chorus is
1: everything. Like every melody just hits me. The bass lines give me life. I love the first, I love the bass line in terms of the first three chords. Just the dun, dun. it's so good and then they bring in that clinking glass percussion kind of like from
0: Don't Stop to Get Enough or Adventure of a Lifetime every melody is just golden and hooky and and that like theremin that's in the chorus is very cool I could just listen to this five times in a row just paying attention to what each instrument is doing and fall in love every time I mean this song actually if you know the podcast Song Exploder I'm now plugging another podcast Hmm. they do one on this song and to hear her talk about it I think she said this is all recorded live or something, somehow. Mm, wow. And she said that they did this 40 times or something before they got the perfect take because they needed it to sound so tight. I'm um, sure. Oh, man, this is a great song. I just
1: can't stop listening to it. It's so catchy. I do love that melody. Know that I can't be without my love that, that I, I have found. Mm. Great rhythm, oh, great melody. So it's very cool.
0: Great song. Next, we're going to talk about my number two favorite song of the year is Sin Triangle by Sidney yeah, Gish. See.
1: On an accident, on Japan before they went and traded stuff to other lands. And the
0: okay, so Sydney Gish is actually from New Jersey. She's very young. I think she's 20, 21 years old, and she's still in school in Boston. All that is sort of irrelevant, but just to say this album came out just like jeff rosenstock 's post January first, the mm. first day of the year, and I heard I downloaded both of these albums the same day. How did you hear about her? So I actually think I was like following maybe a music writer on Twitter who made who made something who said something like, "Oh my God, new Jeff Rosenstock and Sidney Gish the same day and like think both I think her name is Nina Corcoran, so shout out to Nina for for uh, introducing me to this because I was like, wow, they're putting in, her in the same the same sentence as Jeff mm-hmm. Rosenstock, who I adore. I gotta check this out. And I am so glad I did because this Sin Triangle is one of the first songs I ever heard this year. And oh my God, this immediately stood out to me. It's so special and interesting and fun. I can't tell you how many times I've listened to this song. What I can say is though because she's very independent, she doesn't have CDs. I actually just reached out to her asking for a CD. I gotta email her back. Really? Um, because it's only on my computer this is like my my eighth most paid, played song of all time wow something like that like oh my god it's so I want to use the word loungy, but in a good way. Sort of like we'll talk about Arctic monkeys. It's like loungy, jazzy,
1: colorful, exciting, weird. The lyrics are relatable. Interesting. It's just, I don't really hear, don't that. hear the Maybe jazz. in the like first part of the verse before the beat comes in. Okay. Everything else feels a lot more peppy and whatnot. But fair it, enough. I mean I hear what you're saying. It just it also feels kind of like a home recording with like the cheap
0: electronic yeah. drums, but also, that sort of adds the, to the, the charm. album
1: covers. The album covers. It's, so yeah, it's very home, home yeah. DIY.
0: I just love the amount. Her vocal performance is the
1: amount of notes she the can amount of words sing, just very... I love that. You gotta work my brain then. I'm going back to my grave and I'm certain that I'm gonna do, do, do. die this I love time. It. Oh, man. I love the lyric, two-faced
0: bitches never lie, therefore I never lie. Diagram the sin triangle, but the biblical kind, not sign, like S-I-N, yeah, yeah. like angles and shit. It's just so fun. I just love the
1: guitar and the chord changes, the melodies... Oh man! It it's, also, has a great guitar solo at the end. It does. Yeah. I like that a lot. Also, the, that talking reminds me oh. of "New Skin" by Incubus. Oh you know what I'm talking <laughs> yes, about? Yes, I do. It's sort of like a weird narrator. <laughs> yes. So the first song. This is the second song in the album. The okay. first
0: song is sort of an introduction song that uses that same voice. Gotcha. But yeah, it's oh, it's, cool. it's
1: very different and weird and quirky and yeah. awesome. Quirky that I just I, I'll never I'll never not appreciate something that feels like I've never heard something yeah. like that before. And this one definitely does yeah it's, very cool. it's so good so my number one song uh from this year that was not on an album that made my top five was if you really love nothing uh which is the first song on interpol's 2018 record marauder I was talking about how Sure by Hatchie, you know, hit me like the first time I listened to it. I mean, just put that aside. This was like, wow, I was so happy because it really, this album in general, I think I think I, I read something uh, that Paul Banks, the lead singer of um, Interpol, he wrote saying that they were trying to go back to the vibe of Turn, uh, turn On The That's Bright Lights. That's so funny
0: because I feel like they've always had the same vibe.
1: They, I mean, they in general have a similar they vibe from album to album. But at least, at least, least production-wise, this one really feels mm. live and reverb more reverb reverb, heavy. I think they yeah. actually recorded a lot of it live. I might oh, be wrong cool. about that. So if if I'm wrong, someone please write into us. But. Um, yeah, this song also, as much as you're saying they've never really changed their vibe, this song felt a little different for them. I like the tom work,
0: like the low
1: drums. The jungley yeah, kind of exactly. beat.
0: It's so addictive. What you were saying, this is clearly the standout of the album, and it's the first song, which yeah. is a, kind of a bummer from the it album is kind of a view, bummer. But, but holy shit, you told me basically, after coming back from the show that we talked about earlier, that this was the standout, and I listened to it, and I was also like, holy shit. Yeah, and I listen to so, every every part. Over me too. Over i listened again. to the
1: song so many times this year.
0: And it's really honestly just for that one line when he sings that, that chorus, right?
1: for me. You mean he, the if you really, really love nothing and that chord change. Oh man, I, I just don't know, I know, I know it's great, but, love I also, the whole song, but wow. I know, but as soon as they like then they go into that to me is like very melodic, which I mean obviously Interpol like gets melodic sometimes, but it seemed kind of different. And then they just go right into the, then I find my home, the next artery. These lyrics,
0: by the way. Can we talk about it? When I find my home, the the next next artery. artery. Splendid. I bled my whole life, so it's going to be a kiss.
1: This is goodbye then. Freaky, yeah, something, I don't know, but it's, it's a good lyric. I love, I mean, they like change the key, the tonal center when they go to that part, that chorus, and the beat changes, and it's very cool. But this is one of those songs that sort of keeps on giving. Every part is great in its own way, and the guitars start doing little different things here and there. I also love that they slowly give away... Like the post-chorus, if you want to say, oh, I know it's the, yeah, yeah. "Goodbye then" is the first one, and then it goes back into the verse. The second time is "Goodbye then," you can trace a hole up a on your dress. It's just a smart songwriting technique, right? To, and then at to the like end, tease a part yes, of it, yeah. I love that. But but. You don't just tease it once. You tease it like you give a little bit more, but then you take it back. On your dress.
0: On your dress. But
1: but the very end with the goodbye and a kiss with that the voicing that they do on the guitar strum is chills, unbelievable. Also, they take away the bass for a second at the very end and then bring it back. It's like, this song is really, really well done. I love it. I love it.
0: Okay, then we're going to talk about my number one song of the year and Adam's number four song, the one song we agreed on, again, these are top five songs, not on our top five albums, is Arctic Monkeys, four out of five. So this is from their sixth album, Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino. How do I even describe this song? This whole album is insane. It's a futuristic concept album about a has-been lounge singer playing clubs on the moon and <laughs> meditating about his life and his past. It is insane. The whole concept of this album is insane. And this is, to me, the absolute standout. I love the opening song to Star, uh, Star Treatment. I love the whole record, actually. It was definitely a great one. This is just this song is endlessly entertaining, interesting, quotable. Addictive. Hilarious also. It's just yeah. like, it's laugh out loud funny at times. It's funky and weird. I mean, I just want to read you these lyrics. Take it easy for a little while. Come and stay with us. It's such an easy flight. Cute new places keep on popping up. Since the exodus, it's all getting gentrified. I put a taqueria on the roof. It was well-reviewed. Four stars out of five. And that's unheard of. <laughs> what? What? Yeah. But lyrics aside, I mean, the low end is so good on this song. The bass and the drums, so so crisp. The
1: brittle snare sound, I it's love it. It's very sultry and yeah. spooky. And again, Sucry. I love the music s- matches the lyrics so well. It feels very sort of like a sleazy salesman. Sleazy is a good word. Kind yes, of like yes. asking you to come. But that's what the music sounds like. That's what his voice sounds like, too. It's really well done, the pairing of those two. In general, I love the instrumentation on this album. I mean, we can probably talk about the album later later in, the, in this podcast, but very different for Arctic Monkeys. Very different.
0: And I have a lot of friends who don't like it as much, especially because they love Same. the drummer. And yeah. They're like, oh, Matt he's not Hilders. doing that much, and I think that's not true. No. He's doing incredible stuff. Yeah, he's on, maybe on a little this understated, song. but yeah, but but it works with this music. Yeah. You don't want it to be too flashy. Absolutely, the climax of this song is kind of euphoric to me. I mean, this was the my outro. number one. the The outro, which is really just the chorus, It's the chorus melody over, over, and over different again, chords, over different chords, but they also
1: keep building and adding yes. new layers, and they adding which, guitar, I, strings, bells. I have some friends who I mean didn't love the album, and this song to me clearly. Um, was the most like some of their other songs it it, it followed like this more was the a... single too i mean it makes sense or the song that at least they played on like late night and yeah. they were
0: promoting it because it makes
1: sense it's a it's the rockiest quote-unquote there we go yeah. yeah and so they even love this song but they were like the outro goes on for too long and i'm like that's ne- the best part i'm like it never gets old to me yeah i love it because little it. right little things change the way he sings uh changes he opens up the drums too yeah and like you start hearing that like, loud and uh, like symbol. the vocals sort of go like go into the background and everything else like the tambourine like gets higher and you, you have these bells oh it's so cool Wah. it's a very very cool song yeah,
0: I think this is my, one of my most listened songs of the year. I, I cannot get enough of this song. I think it's a masterpiece. Yeah,
1: it's, again, I said it before, it's really addictive. I can't stop singing along to it. There are other songs that maybe are on this list, which I love, but I don't always sing along to. There's something about this. Maybe it's also because I enjoy doing an Alex Turner impression. Yeah, and, and <laughs> Alex Turner himself is doing his own kind of laugh Well, so this is actually, I mean, I'll talk about this right now already. When I first listened to this record, it's absolutely grown on me. I liked the record, and I did not at first. And it's because... I don't love Alex Turner's sort of croony... Like, honestly, his Last Shadow Puppets kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, The same friend that I I spoke about before, Eric, uh, he loves Arctic Monkeys. And Alex Turner in general, anything that he's involved in. So he actually took a bunch of his friends to Last Shadow Puppets. And I absolutely appreciated that. And I liked it as a show. But there was something that seemed disingenuous about... That putting on, a, yeah, a it really felt like he was affecting Except his. This is him putting on. I mean, they're
0: doing a concept album yeah, about so, this well, character. So basically,
1: when I was listening to this album, I was like, This feels very much like a Last Shadow Puppets record. Um, and I didn't like that. I it, it didn't have the same, like, I love his voice over just a fucking rocking band, yeah. but honestly, I, it didn't bother me as much eventually. Like, with enough listens, I actually kind of liked it. Um, I know I'm
0: about to say something blasphemous, but i think this is their most interesting record and when we saw them live well, i, I do know if blasphemous i just wanted them to play more of this stuff mm-hmm. honestly because i mean
1: this
0: they, is a very they divisive opened, polarizing album
1: opened the show with this song Before, and that yeah. was one of the highlights honestly yeah. it sounded so it good did. it sounded really good live and he was sitting down at his organ or whatever he was playing yes. and... it's such a fun album it's so quotable too oh my god yeah you got to hear this thing
0: So yeah, those were our top five favorite songs of the year that are not on our favorite albums of the year, which is coming up next. Thanks for listening to Top 5
1: Disco, part two in our special series, a retrospective of our year in music in 2018. Now that we've ranked and discussed our favorite concerts of the year and our favorite songs of the year, tune in next week where we each rank our top five favorite albums of 2018.
0: But before that, we want to know your favorite songs of 2018. Which songs would you be listening to for the rest of your life? Which were your biggest jams? Which songs meant the most to you on a lyrical level? Reach
1: out and let us know. You can support us and help Top 5 Disco grow simply by subscribing to this podcast so you can get the new episodes as soon as they come out. And you can find and follow us on Facebook and Instagram for behind the scenes goodies and an easy way to connect. Also, don't forget to tell your music loving friends and family all about us. Thank you so much again for listening. Tune in next time. And
0: remember, it's really all disco.